0: This episode of the A-List podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Welcome into the A-List podcast. I'm Quani A. Lunas, joined by A. Sherrod Blakely.
1: Where are you today? Hi. Today, <laughs> we are coming to you live and direct from now. Uh, we're <laughs> in New Orleans. We are in New Orleans for the holidays. Uh, it's This is where we decided to have the entire uh, family convene. Uh, it's warmer in boston as Kwani can probably a attest bit. to a few <laughs> degrees yeah and it's just just something different we never had uh thanksgiving like in new orleans before and so it, it, it'll be interesting it'll be interesting um, that's a nice
0: life um, lots hack, of good food going to warmer cities
1: for oh, holidays yeah I, i'm i mean low-key that that's kind of like like my plans going forward you know um next year we'll probably do christmas out, out west uh, that's Ooh. that's the plan um so we're out west remains to be seen uh, but it will be warm, and when I say out west, I'm talking about no damn Vancouver, uh, like LA? which is a nice city, like yeah. LA. LA is probably going to be the spot, but <laughs> Vancouver, hell no! And I love Vancouver, I just don't like Vancouver in December.
0: I don't think anyone wants to go there in December. Wait, before we no. actually get started, what dish are you most looking forward to for
1: Thanksgiving? Well, I, I gotta have my sweet potato casserole in some way, shape, or form.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: I gotta have that. That's like the absolute. You can't have Thanksgiving dinner without that, and I, I'm a big stuffing fan too. I like stuffing. Stuffing's um,
0: good,
1: but you know, other than that, I can I can pretty much do with or without pretty much everything else on Thanksgiving. I don't even need really. Turkey. I don't even need turkey. Oh my god, no. I, I can make it happen because you know you know it's a low key really good meat uh, that I've yeah. had not recently, but but it's something I've had over the holidays. Cornish hen. Ooh, don't sleep.
0: Have i I'm had cornish. cornish hen? Hen? I don't think I've had that.
1: Oh, uh, Quanee, we hmm. gotta we gotta broaden your we gotta broaden your palate a little bit, girl. I
0: know uh, that corn, sounds delicious corn,
1: though. Cornish hmm. hen is off the chain. Uh, okay, but I can't get it right now because my mama is uh, is up in the northeast and I'm down in the south, so I can't get that cornish hen because she can kill the head. She. If you look, if you ain't had cornish hen by now, your mom ain't doing that for you. Let's just be <laughs> real. Mommy hook. If if mama got that in wow. the skill set and she ain't flexed it yet, that means it ain't meant for you.
0: I'm not she gonna lie, like, my mom has cooking skill sets that she's hidden from us most of our lives. And every year she'll pop out with something and we're like, so you could cook this whole time, you just didn't want to. So she might so have she be hitting with that mis-
1: So she hits you with that, 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 that delicate testing Mr. Miyagi stuff where right. you, she got <laughs> exactly. some skills that you ain't seen yet. Right. And the And next thing you know, wow, where did that come from? Like you where know who else thing? has got some you know who else got some skills? Your boss is Celtics are balling. I actually guy on the team. Just, just when we was ready to kind of put them, you know, out and out to pasture for this season, and they ain't this, they not that. Look at them; they just like, like three games out of first in the East, three game winning streak. Only a couple teams in the entire NBA have won more games consecutively than they are right now. You were at their last game; they uh, beat they beat the, they, they the brakes out of the Houston Rockets, which is really not saying a lot because the, the Rockets are trying team to do. In the <laughs> yeah, the, the Rockets are trying to do what bad teams tend to do and that is lose and lose with you know a little tend bit of to, effort but not great effort yeah what did you see what did you see in that Houston game that that kind of stuck out to you well the biggest factor
0: was the fact that Jalen Brown is back we saw that so that was a promising I think thing for the Celtics not sure if he needed to be back against the Houston Rockets like you mentioned but it was just refreshing to see him on the floor and uh, as you mentioned also the I think the team is finally getting back in a rhythm Tatum's looking better as the games progress. And that's really what everyone wanted for, for them to at least be able to see some improved growth. And I think hopefully that hiccup along the beginning of the season that we've been seeing is hopefully for them in the past.
1: But yeah. You- yeah the, well, the, the big thing that I'm seeing with them and it, it's something that bought that bothered me at the start of the season, because I didn't understand why it wasn't happening more regularly is their defense. I mean, that, that's really been the key to their success, the, the ability to defend at a high level, multiple positions. Guys have figured out how to play this, this help side defense that that may uh, wants where there's a lot of switching. They finally figured out that that doesn't mean you got to switch every damn time someone gets near your man. You actually want to stay attached to him as long as possible to understand that if you are a screen, if, if you are picked off, your teammates got your back. And they've done a much better job of figuring out how to really – find that happy medium with that. Their defense right now is ranked six in the NBA, which if you'd have told anyone two weeks ago that this team would be in the top 10 defensively, they'd be like, yeah, top 10 for worst defenses, maybe, <laughs> right. but not top, t- the top top 6 where they are now. And they're, they're getting it done with a lot of different guys. And to your, to, to your point about the Houston game, the thing that jumped out to me about that game was, because again, I, I, I'm, I'm watching this game on, on my computer and the efficiency that their top guys play with jumped out at me. I mean, like Jalen had 19 points and he did that. I think it was like 20, was it 23, 24 minutes, 23 minutes. And you had Tatum who dropped 34 points in 30 minutes. You had Dennis Schroeder, who I was concerned about how he would respond uh, to to being in a different role that we've seen in the last few weeks where he was filling in for Jalen. He had a nice game off the bench as well. And, And so the Celtics, it seems like the pieces are starting to come together Guys are starting to figure out what they need to do to be successful. And when you start seeing that happen, this team becomes scary. This Mm -hmm. team becomes one that that starts to live up to the potential that so many thought they had in them. But before everyone gets out their their, their pom-poms and and starts calling out for the duck boats to come, I still think this team has multiple levels that they need to get to in order for me to be confident that they could be like a top – three top four team in the East. I don't think they're there yet. I thought at the the end of the season, I see them anywhere from no higher than four to no lower than seven in -hmm. the East. And right Mm -hmm. now they're playing their way into being right in that range. But obviously if they continue to play like this, uh, they're going to be a top three, top four team. It's the East is starting to look that kind of wide open up, particularly with what's happening with Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also you're looking at Brooklyn, they got some issues. And so when you're top two and then Milwaukee is starting to kind of come around. Uh, And Miami is starting to fall back to earth a little bit. And so now you all of a sudden you've got this kind of convoluted group of teams, you know, that are basically you've got your top seven, top eight teams that are like maybe three games apart from each other. So theoretically, you could go from seventh to top two, top three, just like that. So the ashy to classy syndrome could very well be embracing itself. They go from from the back of the bus to the front of the VIP first class, just like that.
0: I mean, it's funny you mentioned Ashy though, because KD has to be talked about at some point. But
1: wow, <laughs> wow! Did I didn't you, know where you were going go when you, you plan said Ashy. that.
0: When you said it,
1: <laughs> I, I it crossed my mind, but I'm like, Quanee ain't gonna see that. She's that. She ain't gonna see that. But she, you did, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's unfortunate. They, they, look, there's a yeah. there's a skin moisturizer commercial that's waiting for him to be like, look, we got you. Right. Really got this is a perfect brand opportunity,
0: and I don't ever want to put a black man down. But when you make the You're about to of, put one down. No, I'm not. I really <laughs> am not. I promise you. I just all I'm saying is that the amount of K- money KD makes, I w- think he should try to take into consideration his appearance a little bit more. Well, I'm not saying I look like a superstar, you know, running down the runway, but you know, lotion, combs, every once in a while, maybe just for the. You
1: like right like literally i just reached in my bag just like that some it out some body, and it oh, out some lotion you, i got some moisturizer right here so i didn't
0: want to show the brand name because we don't have sponsors for them right
1: for them. which is why i didn't show you the brand name. Right. but 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 that's the but that's the point though i mean we we tend to recognize that listen you you want to go from ashy to classy always yeah whether we're talking professional or whether we are talking skin care so you know how do we see this is this is quite how the hell did we get on some damn That's
0: what damn podcasting <laughs> is about, okay?
1: <laughs> I wanna I wanna I want to talk more about Jalen's return. Now.
0: I was gonna ask you um, What did you think about it?
1: Because I well, I, I like the fact that he's back, but I I believe he's listed as questionable for the Brooklyn game. And uh that to me is what I've been worried about really from the very first injury he had this year, that we would get into a situation where it's not. It was. It's different than Kimba, where Kimba was on that load management program, and, and it is what it is. Jalen mm-hmm. is worse because he's not injured enough to where you have to worry about load ma- managing his load. It's just that injuries and setbacks and soreness will kind of seem like they're going to impact him more frequently than they do mm-hmm. other players. And so then he can literally go from having a game like he did the other night, get a day off in between, and then be questionable for the next game because of, of mm-hmm. soreness that that accumulates. In a short period of time. And that, to me, makes it very difficult for this team to really be at its best, be the as Brad Stevens like to say, the best mm-hmm. version of itself, because as, as much as Dennis Schroeder has been looked good in filling in for Jalen, the best version of this team has Jalen Brown in that starting line, not Dennis Schroeder. And yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm a little I'm a little concerned that we're going to be seeing this pattern where he's going to have two or three good games and he's going to have to sit and he's going to have another two or three games, and then he's going to sit for another two or three games. And then at the end of the season, you're going to look at his, his line, his and he's going to have missed like 15, 20 games. And that makes it a little tougher to really develop the continuity that you're looking for and that you need in order to be one of the top-tier teams in the East. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on just Jalen and just his, you know, in again, out again, in again, out again with the lineup. Reminds, makes me think about, about double-dutch. You
0: know? Oh, my God, yeah. I mean,
1: that's, that's a good analogy.
0: But to your point, on Monday night in that game against Houston, there was a time during the game where Jalen fell Mm -hmm. on his back. Like, I think he just, like, fell. It wasn't even anything generally concerning because players fall all the time. That's the nature of the game. Mm -hmm. But I do remember thinking when he fell and then he was a little slow to get up, the red flag automatically went up for me. And it was probably – due to you and the way you've been so concerned about his injuries. I'm telling you. you. see someone fall like that and it may not be serious, you still get concerned because it's like a, a baby that you need to protect because you know if they they fall the wrong way that they might not we come just, back from it.
1: We just so. got all the puns and, and, and <laughs> yeah. just analogies today. Damn. Oh, like wrap him gosh. in bubble
0: wrap basically and make sure he doesn't get injured because every time anything happens it's like, oh, are you good?
1: It it remind yeah. When I see him fall, (laughs) I sometimes think about the the Jackie Chan movies where like when they show the like the outtakes where every time Jackie does a stunt and falls, you see like seven hundred people gravitate to him. You okay? You okay? Right? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I feel like I want to do that every time I see Jalen fall. That's just star. Because he and he and he really is a star. I mean, as, as much as we talk about Tatum, who's amazingly awesome. Uh, it's got all these different things going on. I mean, hell, I can't go to the grocery store without seeing a bag of them. Damn, Jason Bro- Tatum hot. I'm not yeah. even gonna say the brand, the but
0: good. I said it by mistake. But those chips are good. I will say. See, I like
1: them. see, I'm gonna tell you right now. Spicy. I've been anti those chips until I had some, like literally 15 minutes ago, and really? that bag is done. The yeah, one I mean, with Tatum think,
0: on it, or just that brand yeah. in general? Oh, okay. You no,
1: know, the, the Tatum chips, the ones yeah. that are hot. They're kind of hot. They're but good. They're not really hot. But they're they're, they are good. They, they are kind of good, and I, I, I hate bed. that they're good. <laughs> I just I just smashed the bag like 15, 20 minutes ago, Damn. and I, I didn't. Even, it was like literally in the store. It was like the only bag of chips, other than some Doritos, which I, I love Doritos, some of my favorite chips. But I wanted like and some you're in New Doritos.
0: Orleans. That's the interesting part. I thought they were just up here to be honest, which
1: sounds terrible. Nah, that's and that's, that's the they're they're everywhere. And so I yeah. smashed them, bad boys. But you know, um, Jalen Brown doesn't have that kind of visibility out there, but yet. He's their leading scorer. He's balling out. He's having another all star caliber season. But what's going to hurt him is what often hurts really good players when you talk about accolades and that is availability. Because no one questions Jalen's ability, it's his availability that's the issue right now. Mm. And I don't feel good at all about that part of his game, which, which again, it's something that I know he can't control per se. But that doesn't mean I actually feel okay because he can't control it. I, in fact, I feel worse about it because he can't control it. I don't know how he's going to be from one game to the next. And as a fan of, of the NBA, as a fan of really good players, that's disturbing. Because I want to see Jalen out there every single game. But I know without question that ain't going to happen. His body is not going to allow that to happen. And as time moves on, I find myself asking, is this going to get worse over hmm. time? Is you know him, you know maybe missing a game or two now. Is that going to look like three or four, or five games next year, and yeah. two years from then? Is it going to be like a week, week and a half, two weeks? How is the, his body going to uh, adjust or recalibrate in a way that's going to keep him on the floor for extended periods of time and not have it be something that you worry about? And for the Celtics, I mean, you already put, you know you you put a lot of money and time and energy and investment into Jalen Brown, and I think he's more than worth it. Right mm-hmm. now, yeah. But again, yeah. You know, the ask you, the question is not about his ability; it's his availability.
0: Yeah, and similarly, Jay, um, not Jalen. Robert Williams came back from that left knee mm. in the same game. Do you think this was a strategic decision on the Celtics' end? You of know what? Putting these two players in for the Houston Rockets.
1: I, I was I was thinking about that on a plane ride, in and I'm thinking, like, yeah. you know what? If I'm looking at the schedule, and I could bring my boys back against the Lakers. Maybe send him bet. another couple games. The Lakers, who, who by the way I knew even before, were kind of it. would Maybe LeBron's first game back, which means that's probably as bad as LeBron is going to be in his comeback. So yep. a Lakers team that won't be that good. Maybe we should sit him that, and let's bring him back against those Houston. You know, little little, little firecrackers. They they're not really rockets. I mean, rockets <laughs> fly. Rockets are big, but the little snapper things that you could throw on the ground and make a little little snap sound, but don't I really can't. hurt nobody. That's no who they are. Way. The Houston. Houston firecrackers. That's who they are. Mm-hmm. That's the team. You, if I had to pick an opponent to bring them back against, I would, because you don't even have to play great to beat them. You just have to play with a little bit of effort. And that's what they did. I mean, Rob, you mentioned Robert Williams. He only had two points, but damn, he had 15 rebounds in like 22, 20, what is it, 23 minutes, 20, yeah, 23 minutes. So when you have a guy like Rob coming back, playing limited minutes, making that type of impact, that's what you want. And you yeah. get the W. But again, the same concerns that I have for Jalen, I've had and most people have had about Rob for a long time because he has a longer <sighs> runway of injuries. When you start looking down you know his, his, his backstory, it's been one that's riddled with injuries that have kept him either off the floor or it's limited the amount of time he's been on the floor. And that is not a recipe for extended success beyond like getting to the playoffs and winning a championship. And mm-hmm. so that's again, and that's really the, one of the big concerns that if you're a Celtics fan, you got to have with this team. You love what you're getting out of Rob when he plays, you love what you're getting out of Jalen when he plays. But when you can't really count on those guys to be there from day one, that's that, that, that it's a little concerning. It's a little bit concerning, uh, which puts a lot more pressure on Jason Tatum to play at. And Uber All Star level, and shout out to, to Deuce, who I ain't seen enough oh of Deuce God. in the building. Shout out to, content. shout out to my man, shout out to Deuce Daddy and, and Deuce for for actually <laughs> seeing, because again, when you see Deuce, you know you know things are good, yeah. you know life is good, mm-hmm. uh, you know Tatum's happy, you know Tatum's in a good frame of mind when when he's out there. There was a video that I saw where uh, Tatum was just like just doing some little, little father son ball handling drills, and Deuce was like, look, Dad you see me trying to dribble this ball and I can't do it. But you, what's going on? And then right. was and, and, and Jason was just kind of doing some tricks with him. And of course. Even though that stuff has absolutely zero to do with how Tatum's going to play, I still believe it has something to do with how he plays because his mindset, his mind is in a right, is in a good space when I think he's around and, and just feeling good about himself. You, you see that, And uh, he's playing some great basketball right now. He's playing like the Jason Tatum that has been an all-star each of the last couple seasons, who is arguably a top 10 talent in the NBA. So, and and again, I I am, I like seeing him play the way he's doing now. And the, the best part about Tatum right now for me, I see less of that bitching and moaning about getting calls. He's just sticking. He's just lowering his head and going to the cup. If I score great, if I get fouled, every third, fourth time I get filed, you, you're going to give me, I got to, I got to throw the hands out because that's what I do. Right. But in the past, it was every single time he would so get, this is, I mean, this is all we saw, all we saw all game. It was, I mean, it was, it was, it was like, he was an unofficial referee at a football game where feel go good. Feel go good. No, it's Jason. Field goal not good. Yeah. It and is. even LeBron, is. He, he's
0: known for doing it and he, he's going to get the calls but that's one of maybe the biggest things that I don't like about LeBron's game is that he's always thirsting to get these calls and just play I just want, want to see y'all right. play let the refs call it right. right and let's see what happens
1: yeah but Le- Le- LeBron he got to be careful about just playing because uh you know he he, he might get a. T- we'll talk about LeBron a little bit later in the show because we, we, yes, we definitely got to talk about mm, LBJ be uh because uh yeah because because, because, one of one of my favorites in the game, I, I was really hoping the Celtics to draft him, Isaiah Stewart. Uh, I, I love Isaiah Stewart when he was at Washington because Isaiah Stewart was a legitimate coming to the league t- badass. Uh, come at him if not you want to. The
0: jokes, right?
1: He he, exactly, exactly. You want jokes? Go to the comedy club. I ain't that dude. I ain't that <laughs> dude, and I, I I love that about him. Uh, another guy that I love is Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Um, he has been, it's, it's weird though, cause, um, I was looking at his numbers, like throughout his career and mm-hmm. what he's doing in Boston is very similar to what he's done pretty much throughout his career statistically. But the difference yeah. is that he's playing in a, a different role. He's given more, I, I think, um, leadership opportunities because when he was in Atlanta, you know, when you're playing with guys like Joe Johnson and Al Horford, you were going to be number three in the pecking order. But basically, other than Tatum, there really wasn't anyone that was kind of, you know, having the the lane of opportunity to be an impact player above him when when Jalen Brown was out. Now Mm -hmm. that Jalen's back, I wasn't sure how well he would adjust, but he was another one in that Houston game that was very efficient. He had uh, 18 points in 28 minutes, which, again, for for a team that is as offensively challenged off the bench as the Celtics are, having him able to contribute – at a comparable level to what he did as a starter, that's going to be huge for them going forward.
0: Yeah, and like you mentioned a few weeks ago, or it could have been last week, but you did sell me on the fact that even though I did like him in this starting rotation, to have him bring that energy off the bench and hopefully motivate the other students or students, players that are coming off the bench. I have a long day. Um, The people (laughs) that are coming off the bench, (laughs) I think that's going to be really good for them just to have that leadership there during this game yeah
1: they they absolutely need that they absolutely need that and 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 we need a few things too don't we Kwani?
0: yeah huh
1: we need a few things in life don't we
0: yeah (laughs) we so i want to give a shout out to our sponsor betonline.ag yes and it's thanksgiving and we all know what that means football is here to stay and nothing goes better with football in turkey than betting. So betonline.ag, they have you covered for all the holidays, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. So if you haven't done so yet, use our welcome bonus, CLNS50. You'll get a 50% bonus for a, welcoming, a welcome bonus. Um, and yeah, you can sign up for football, but there are other sports as well. UFC, boxing, NHL, college hoops, pro hoops, whatever your heart desires. Sharon has made some money off of them. So I think you will be able to do so as
1: well. Absolutely. And if I can make some money off it, anybody <laughs> can make Anyone. some money off it. And, and, and yeah. Exactly. And especially when you're getting a welcome bonus on that first deposit. Yeah. So basically, you get some money to play with. Even if you don't hit it right off the off the bat, you still got some money to play with there. And that's, uh, again, that's, that's more than enough reasons for you to jump on the betonline.ag bandwagon, which, again, they – they're an amazingly awesome uh, group to work with. And Bet Online were stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Oh, it's we're so cheesy, but that's okay. It's that's all good. good. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. And, and the Celtics, as, as we've been talking about on this, this show, have been really, really good, especially at home, uh, which is funny because I believe they were the last team in the NBA to get a win at home.
0: Yeah. So we're and thinking we were about that.
1: Yeah. And now look at them again, once again. From Ashley to Classy, Boston Celtics at home. Kevin Durant lotion, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um <laughs> but and they, they won three, yeah, they won three in a row at home. And they, they, and obviously they're looking to, to close things out against a really good Brooklyn team, the best team record-wise in the East when they play on Wednesday. And can they do it, Quany? Can 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 they can they beat the Kyrie irving Irvingless Brooklyn Nets? I had to get his name in there at some good. point. And I One shot, and I'm done. Yeah.
0: If they can beat the LeBron full Lakers, that's not a fair comparison. I know that, but I think it's possible. That's my analysis.
1: Well, here's the thing. I I think for for them to beat Brooklyn, they're going to have to basically keep doing what they do. I mean, their defense has been really good, and it hasn't just been their ability to to kind of guard their yard, like individual matchups. It's been the ability to recognize when to switch, when not to switch, when to double, when not to double, when the blitz, when the full court press, they've been pushing all the right buttons. And that doesn't mean every single thing that they do is working. What it does mean is their intentions and their effort are aligned in a way where they're giving themselves a shot, a shot, almost every defensive possession to come away with a successful outing, whether it's blocking a shot, forcing a turnover, getting a missed shot, uh, getting a loose ball. They're doing all those little things. And Brooklyn, as talented as Kevin Durant is, as as great as James Harden is, those guys are not good enough on their own to beat you. They need help. And the key for the Celtics is making sure those other guys around them, the, uh, the side dishes at Thanksgiving, if you will, don't <laughs> heat up they need to keep the side dishes on the shelf because if those guys start feeling like they are the main attraction next thing you know you in trouble uh and, and so I'm to me that you know we're gonna everyone's gonna talk about Tatum and Durant and that matchup which again it is what it is I'm more interested in seeing guys like Dennis Schroeder and Josh Richardson what they can do because I do believe if you are playing a team like Brooklyn you're going to need some of those guys that aren't your main attraction type guys to step up and be an impact player. To me, Schroeder makes the most sense because of the position he plays and the way that he has been playing. Uh, but would not be shocked if, if your boy Grant Williams starts knocking down some threes because right now he's been one of the better corner three-point shooters in the NBA, which is crazy when you think about his beginning in the NBA. Is is 20, yeah, is 25 straight from three. Yeah. And with all due respect to Grant Williams, I don't know of anyone at that level who have missed that shot that many times in a row. Don't know anyone because typically even unless it's like a seven foot three in center who is taking like desperation heaves at the end of quarters, that's different. But Grant is at was actually just lining up trying to make shots. Uh, so I give him a lot of credit for the way he's improved his game and has given himself a chance to help this team in a way, other than just defense. Because him and I, we talked about it when when, uh, when he was out in Vegas for, for Summer League, and he was just there as a spectator, wasn't playing. Yeah. And he talked about how he wants to be more of a scoring threat when he's out there, uh, because he knows that Tatum and Brown, they're going to draw a ton of attention. And the only way this team can be successful is if those guys around them are making themselves a threat. And he's done that. Um, and Teams still aren't respecting him. They're letting him shoot wide open all day long. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, full disclosure, if I was a defense, I would do the same damn thing. Absolutely. But there's going to come a point where they're going to be like, okay, bro, we done letting you do what you do. We're going to guard you now. We're right. actually going to def- try to do you up.
0: Put him in the game plan. And you did mention a few weeks ago, I don't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, but there was a point in this podcast where you're going to have to issue an apology to Grant Williams. So I think we may be slowly approaching that date.
1: Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. You said, it, you said
0: it on this, this podcast.
1: I said that I would apologize to him? You
0: said something about him, and you were going to take it back if he kept doing something.
1: What I will say I, is this. People. Grant Williams, I will apologize for Grant Williams showing... That he's better than he showed early on in his career. That's what you said. That's that, no, that's not what I said. That's what oh, I'm no, saying you're changing no. it now. That,
0: okay. that
1: is that is that is the that is the apologetic non-apology right <laughs> the there. Non-apology
0: the overall. Yeah,
1: Grant Williams is playing better than he showed he could play.
0: Find episode and bring it back
1: to you. Everything, everything about Grant Williams that I said was based on how he played, and how he played, he was an offensive liability.
0: No, he couldn't make he shots. He,
1: he couldn't make shots. He does not play above the rim uh, because his body ain't built to do that, which is which is fine. Um, one of my favorite players of all time, Corliss Williamson, didn't play above the rim, but Corliss Williamson's footwork always created space so he could still get you 20 points and, like, literally leave the ground, like, maybe twice all game long. Uh, and when he did leave the ground, you know, you could put this bottle of lotion, Kevin Durant, underneath underneath Corlis's feet and that's how much space he was off the ground. So, you
0: know, not the third you, emotion you, reference in this episode. You
1: got me thinking, you got me thinking about Katie and that ashy thing quite. Oh I'm sorry. It's, it's 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 hard for me to get that and image out of my all head. Love.
0: I have two younger brothers and I just always tell them not to walk out looking ashy. So it's all in the sisterly love of just saying, you know, make sure when you know when your, your mom tells you when you go out, you represent your family. So that's that's the mentality mm-hmm. I have with that one.
1: Well, I just tell my kids to always come strap. Come strap. Keep one okay. in the backpack. There you go. Keep the lotion in. Um, every. If you go in either my kid's uh, purse or, or his bag, you're gonna find some lotion. You Good. will all you you find travel size. You may find a full size depending on if they're gonna be somewhere for more than a day. Um, my son, he's gonna he's coming in. I guarantee you, there's a bottle of lotion in his bag. I love uh, it because that's, well. that's, well. that's how we roll. Well, you did well. We roll. So we we doing well. We doing well. And I tell you who's, who's who's uh not doing so well. Uh good friend LeBron James. Uh for those who You should don't see the know, other
0: guy.
1: Oh gosh. For those who have not heard, LeBron James was suspended from one game for the first time in his illustrious NBA career for the two-piece accidental two-piece he gave Isaiah Stewart at the free throw line on Sunday when the Lakers were playing the Detroit Pistons. Now Stewart wound up getting a two game suspension. And my issue wasn't with that. Um, Cause I, I thought once Stewart got hit and the blood started flowing, and, and again, uh, we, we're not showing the, the video because it's, it's kind of gory. Uh, yeah. hey. When Stewart got hit and the blood is flowing, he, did not leave the court in a timely fashion in fact he pulled like when Marcus Smart tried this like a few years ago where you start walking off the court and then you make a b-line try to give yeah
0: but it's just I'm not condoning violence in any way but I understand the level that of anger that he had in that moment not only did you just get hit in the eye to the point where you're bleeding it was by LeBron James and you know he's untouchable in the league so if I'm him which I I don't think I would do this but his mentality seemed to be like I got to get him back now because there's never going to be the opportunity so because he knows how untouchable LeBron is you had players tweeting at the uh, Gilbert Arena's tweet about the posting about the fact that you don't touch the king and listing all the players that have messed up and touched the king before so I get it I understand why he tried to do what he tried to do but it wasn't smart obviously
1: It wasn't smart and you knew and I knew that he was gonna get more time. I thought he was gonna get the same amount of time as LeBron. And I thought LeBron Mm -hmm. was gonna get two games, not one. And the reason why was because you go back to the 2015 playoffs between Boston and Mm -hmm. Cleveland, where J.R. Smith basically did the same thing to Jay Crowder, where he smacked Jay in the face and Jay went down like a ton of bricks. And Jay's a big dude. You Mm -hmm. you don't just knock you you can't just like pluck Jay and he's gonna fall. You you have to clock him hard. J.R. Smith got two-game suspension in the playoffs for that hit. And LeBron gets one-game suspension in a regular season for essentially the same play. And when you start yeah. looking at the slow-mo replays, LeBron made was looking at this dude when he made that swing. Yeah. So, so the, the whole notion that LeBron, you know, it was an accident, which I think it was, I don't think LeBron meant to clock him and bloody his face up. But LeBron <laughs> absolutely wanted to use contact to get him away from him at that time. And for him to only get one game suspension uh, was, was, it was BS. That should have been at least a two game suspension. And to your point about like, you know, that would be the only time to get back at LeBron. Isaiah Stewart, let me just be clear about something. Isaiah Stewart is about that life. Isaiah Stewart is no one's punk. He has never been anyone's punk. He came into the league with the reputation of being a strong, Physical, gritty, get in my face, see what happens kind of guy. And to be candid, and I, I remember saying this when I was at NBC, I wish they drafted him then because mm-hmm. he brings a different kind of toughness that I don't really care about what he's limited in terms of physical, in terms of what he can do physically as a score, as a rebounder, and all that stuff. That toughness is something that you really can't put a price tag on. And I guarantee you, when he comes back after his suspension, it's going to be a different kind of street cred that he gets when he steps in the game. Guys are going to know for a fact he's physical. And if I if I kind of get outside of myself and try to treat him like I don't respect his physicality, he will get in my face. He I mean, and you look at the amount of people that it took to keep him off LeBron. You know when he, especially when he was walking away, and then he made that U-turn. He broke through like five or six tackles. Yeah. To get and, yeah, and, 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 and and even on the yeah. I mean he, he I mean he was looking like Mar, he was, yeah, he was looking like Marshawn Lynch. You know, he just just leaving cats on the ground. I was just yeah. like, man. You know he and that, I, that was. Yeah, and, and so to sure me, I mentioned
0: mention that the the Detroit will be playing in LA on the 28th of November. So that will be an oh, interesting thing. Yeah. Considering
1: they'll both be back from suspensions at that and, point. Right, right, and and I'm, I know you know LeBron reportedly tried to reach out to him and apologize for what he did. But listen, LeBron, I'm gonna just tell you right now, he don't want
0: to. hear That him. ain't
1: gonna cut it. Yeah, he, he wasn't. Not. He wasn't trying to hear it that night. And even after he is back from suspension, he'll listen to LeBron. But he ain't trying to hear that. That's He's. He, you 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 opened this. You opened up. This dude in a way that he has never been opened up before. Mm -hmm. And his instinct was what I think most of us who've ever been in competitive sports would be uh you want to get that dude back. You and 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 I'm looking at like Russell Westbrook, who's knuckling up. I'm looking at Anthony
0: Davis. the MVP of the entire right.
1: And I'm look- yeah, and I'm looking at Anthony Davis, you know, talking about, you know, I don't know, understand why he was acting that way. I'm thinking, like, first of all, AD, just sit down because this, this, is, this is where the nobody asked. Well, this is where, well, this is where is, the big but... boys. Well, this is where the big boys who are about that life are having a conversation, and you're a big boy, but you are not about that life. So you sit down now, Russell. Mm-hmm. You can come to the table because Russell, you, you kind of in that same vein. Um, I kind of wish, and at the same time, don't wish that Isaiah would have saw. Like that, I don't idea. think Isaiah was paying attention. I don't think Isaiah was paying attention to Russ because I think if he saw Russell, he was ready to knuckle up.
0: Oh, he would have fought him. Yeah, that would
1: be He have yeah. been like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Because, again, people know, Isaiah Stewart is like 6'8", 6'9", about 255, 260. Mm-hmm. Russ, 6'3", maybe 210. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the big fellow on this one. I'm going to go with the guy who's already bleeding. That's I'm going to go with fan. the guy who who clearly has a high adrenaline rush going through him mm-hmm. in this moment. Um, He's but I... I but I, I give I give Detroit security a lot of props for for handling that, not letting it get out of hand. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to my man Mason on the PA system who made it clear oh, fans yeah. do not me. come onto the Can't field, do not come seat. out of the seats, do not oh, right. get out of your seats, because as as someone who was at Malice at the Palace, I, just it would have been it would <laughs> have it would have been nice. It would have been nice if somebody would have given a shout, say, "Hey, folks, do not get out of your seats when Ron yeah. Artest was up in the stands acting a fool." Um, and I did so, want to
0: ask you because I know you did cover the Pistons at the time. Why is it unfair that people tried to compare this to the mouse? The well, it,
1: it, there's a, there's a lot of reasons why. Well, first of all, what happened back in 2004 at the palace involved fan engagement with a player in an inappropriate manner. Uh, this would happen on Sunday involved two players having an incident. Very different. It, it, to me, th- what happened in Detroit on Sunday was similar to what you've seen happen, like, uh, with Jokic and Markeith Morris. Similar okay. to what happened with Rudy Gobert and uh, Miles Turner, where there is a physical altercation on the court that led to tempers flare. That's what we okay. saw in Detroit. What happened back in '04 was a fan acting a fool doing some absolute stupid nonsense, and Ron Artest overreacting to that. And then Steven Jackson doubling down on the overreaction. And the next thing you know, you got fans on the court who trying they, they weren't trying to fight the Pacers players. They were trying to get a check from the Pacers players. Like the one dude that squared up with, with uh, Jermaine O'Neal, uh, the best thing that could have happened to him in his life was that Jermaine O'Neal slipped. Because when Jermaine O'Neal threw that punch, had he not slipped, that guy probably would have been in the hospital and he may have died because mm-hmm. Jermaine is 6'8", 245, 250 at that point, and he had the he had the arm all the way cold back, all the way. So he was coming with full body force, and he was angry, and he had adrenaline rush going on as well. So anyway, very different situations. The only thing that was somewhat similar was the fact that it was on the Detroit Pistons home floor. It wasn't even on the same damn floor, because back in 04, they played in Auburn Hills. Now they play downtown Detroit. So it literally – it wasn't even in the same building. But – I can see where some people from the outside would draw comparisons, but again, the, the two were very, very, very different. Uh, and thankfully security uh, handled it much better. Uh, we're more prepared. I should say to handle something like that than they were back in four.
0: Mm-hmm. It's good to know history. They don't repeat it
1: <laughs> for real, for real. I tell you who's trying to repeat a little history and they actually want to repeat it and then revamp it is them damn Phoenix sons. Listen, when they started the season, I think they lost like either two of the first three or three of the first four games, and I'm thinking like, oh, Lord, here we go again. One hit wonders, <laughs> right. Chris Paul. Chris What's Paul. He trip. did what he, he 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 made it happen last year, but man, look, they're coming back to earth. They're not that good. They're not that good, and now they are balling out. Phoenix Suns right now are, I think, they're a better team than Golden State. And we'll talk about Golden State in a little bit. But I think they're a better team because they have the benefit of experience. They have the benefit of, to be candid with you, the edge and and antsiness of not getting that chip last year when they had a great opportunity against the Bucs. There's no question that is motivating these guys in a big, big way this year. And they brought the whole – they brought the band back together. Uh, And the band plays well. Devin Booker is – As good a shooter as he is, and he's one of the better ones in the NBA, his defense has been low-key stellar this year. I've seen him make – he's had games where he has shot like crap from the field, and yet you start – you're watching him play, and he's getting blocks at the rim. He's deflecting passes. He's doing so many of the little things that often get overlooked when you talk about great players. And Chris Paul is just doing what Chris Paul does. I mean, everyone – Chris Paul is like – you know, he's the the walking Midas touch – Everywhere he goes, gold follows. Success follows. I think at one point last year, I know in Phoenix, um, they had won more games obviously than they did the year before he got there. But his his teams averaged something like eight or nine more wins the year he gets there compared to the year before he got there. And so when you when you talk about like eight nine wins, I mean that's you're talking about going, yeah, if you're at like the, let's say you at the very bottom of your conference, you're looking at home court advantage. If you can make an eight, if you can win eight more games than you did the year before, Chris Paul has had that type of impact. And I mean, he, to me, he's the ageless wonder. I mean, we talk about LeBron and how great LeBron is and he is, but LeBron is at a point where it, you could, you're starting to see the wheels slow down a little bit, uh, just a little bit. He's still a great player, but he does not have that He's just not the same as he was, like, three, four, five years ago. Chris Paul can play like crap for three quarters and then in the fourth quarter become the best player on the floor. And he has done that consistently throughout his career. We're seeing it now in Phoenix. There have been a couple of games where they look dead in the water, and the next thing you know, he coming up, you know, looking like, you know, I mean, just that dude. Uh, And and so I think Phoenix is the best team. Now, obviously, when you got Steph Curry around in the Bay doing Steph Curry-like things, yeah, Golden State is going to be their their threat, but man, I, I Phoenix—that's the team I'm rocking with right now.
0: Underrated is the wrong word because it's overused. But do you think Chris Paul
1: gets enough respect? Well, I think Chris Paul gets enough respect for a guy who's never won a championship, and, and that to me—that that's why I think when you talk about his level of respect, you always have to put it in a framework of has he achieved the greatest of all achievements, which to me in the team sport is winning a championship. He hasn't done that yet. Yeah. Now he's come close last year. He came very close to doing that. And so that's good, but you haven't done it. And until he does, it, I think there's always going to be a little bit of, he's really good, but he has not won a yeah. championship. But when yeah. you look at his play, you look at the impact that he's made on every team he's played for. You look at his records, you look at his stats, Chris Paul, Is one of the greatest players to have ever played in the NBA, Um, and he may very well go down as the greatest player. If he doesn't win a championship, he may be the greatest player to never win a championship in the NBA. Uh, He's he's that he's been that impactful on the league. Uh, And the thing I like about Chris Paul is that unlike a LeBron, unlike a Michael, unlike a Kobe, his impact hasn't really revolutionized the game. He's just a great player. He's yeah. a great player whose play can can transcend and and, and fit in, in any generation. LeBron gave us this idea that you could be bigger, stronger, faster, and be a playmaker. You know, Michael gave us the the, the hang time game, the, the the fact that you can be an elite scorer, uh, the fact that you had the, you could be a, a hard ass, and Kobe was basically you know a, a different but highly impactful version of Michael. Whereas Chris Paul, yeah, he can shoot a little bit, he can put the ball on the break, can break ankles a little bit. He can drop dimes. He can defend a little bit, but there's there's nothing about his game that tells you he's one of the greatest players because he can do this or he okay. brings that. He's just a really really good player, and that I think funny is while a lot of people don't really give him the respect that his career body of work deserve, uh, hmm. because he doesn't really he doesn't wow you. Uh, he's just incredibly efficient, effective, impactful, uh, and and wherever he goes, they're better off for having him. And that gets to the whole question of can you make your teammates better? Uh, Which, again, just kind of bringing it back home. Jason Tatum, I think that's the next level he's got to get to. Can he make the guys around him better? And and that doesn't just mean passing the ball and making open shots. It means giving filling them with confidence that they can make plays when it's absolutely necessary. When you think about the Chicago Bulls as great as Michael Jordan was, you think about Paxson and the big shots he hit. You think about Steve Kerr and the shots that he hit. And neither one of those guys had an, you know, a, a career that was filled with lots of highlights and, and distinguishing moments. But playing with Michael helped them create a legacy and, and frankly, become difference makers in critical moments And a lot of that has to do with the confidence that Michael filled them with. Confidence or fear, depending on how you want to look at it. Tatum needs to figure out which of those two lanes he needs to get to. Because I think Tatum, again, he draws so much attention. He's such a good player. And he's a better playmaker than than I think people give him credit for. Mm -hmm. He's got to do a better job of making those guys feel as though they're the best players on the floor. You know who I would love to see Jason Tatum play with? And it's obviously too late in the game for that. I would love to have seen him play with a guy like Jordan Crawford. Someone who has a tremendous amount of confidence, yeah. I think, would have been so much better playing with a guy like Jason Tatum, because um, I, I love Jordan Crawford, I love him to death, um, crazy as hell. That probably, to Tatum. What's that?
0: What do you think that would have brought to Tatum? Just Tatum have would have, have that had a, that confidence.
1: Tatum would have had a guy that with with, with absolutely teflon strong confidence, who believes yeah. that he's exceptionally good, and I think Dennis Schroeder is kind of like that a little bit. Uh, I think you're getting that kind of confidence from Schroeder, but but again, I think Tatum needs more guys around him who feel confident, and Tatum can give them an the opportunity to flex that confidence in uh, games. Saying, um, yeah. Whereas now you got a lot of guys on his team who, yeah, I, I think I can play in the NBA. Yeah. Tatum, look, Tatum's like, play.
0: Be unapologetic just, about it.
1: Yeah, I, I just I just remember when we were in Dallas, and I was asking Tatum. Oh, just about the Marcus Smart comments and all that stuff. And at one point, you know, and this was Tatum's like low-key flex. Like, you know, I've been playing this game for long. I'm, I'm going to be all right. And it, it, it to me, in my head, that rang like, you do know that I'm Jason MF and Tatum, right? You do know I'm like really, really nice at the game. You do know that, I, you know, LeBron, yeah, boofed on him when I just got to the league. Didn't have it in, in his face. He always hit the baby face. You do realize Giannis Bankshot, game winner, in his mug. I'm kind of nice. Uh-huh. You need guys who feel that way about themselves. You need guys who feel as though they they don't just belong in the game. They they can stand out when they get an opportunity to, uh, and, and that's again, there's nothing Tatum can do per se to do that other than try to facilitate that. But guys have to come in, I think, with a different mindset because there's only so much Tatum can do to help fuel your confidence. At some point, you got to feel like you belong on that big stage, and I don't think they got enough guys on this roster who feel that way. I think they got enough guys. On the roster, who feel like I just—I'm just glad I'm on the team. Uh, I'm just glad I, I can get some minutes. But yeah. you need guys who feel like, look, Jason. I know you're nice, but you do realize that if you get me to rock like six, seven, eight times a game, I'm probably gonna get like 15 points huh. uh, because I'm, I'm kind of nice. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. I, I think he's again. I think he's the best example in this team of a guy that has benefited from having Tatum around. Because even though his numbers are similar to what he's done elsewhere, they're so much more impactful with this team because of yeah. where he has been in the pecking order of not just leadership, but just opportunity to be great. Uh, yes. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited about, you know, this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I kind I, of I,
0: Marcus's comments when he called out the teams that obviously focused on Tatum and Brown. But to your point, if the rest of this roster was empowered enough to be the go-to man when everyone's locking up Jason and Jalen, that's how you build that depth as well.
1: So that's – It is. <laughs> It is. And when you start when you start looking at the teams that are kind of ahead of them a little bit in the pecking order and I'm thinking teams like Miami where they have lots of guys who are pretty good players, but they play with a different swagger uh, because of Jimmy Butler uh, because, and, and Jimmy Butler. And you look at his just his entire career. He has no hesitation in putting you on blast if you ain't playing with that edge. I mean, I mean, brother showed up at practice in Minnesota and whipped all their asses and said, yeah. "This is what y'all gonna miss out on." Deuces. When you, to me, that that's like one of the low-key, amazingly awesome mic drop moments in in basketball the last ten years, where he basically showed up and just whipped their ass and just said, "I'm out." Yeah. That does not happen. Um, but that that's the ability to recognize when you've got studs and when you've got soft talent around you, yeah. and I, you know, again, I'm. I'm Tatum, I'm not, I'm not as worried about him. Um, I am worried about the guys around him because I don't think that they play with the kind of confidence that they need to. Uh, and I'm also worried about him and Jalen, not so much working well together, but figuring out how to better play off each other because it feels as, as much, there's too much of them looking more like a relay team where if one's got the baton, that means the other one is standing around waiting for the baton to yeah. come back around yeah. to them. Uh, whereas they need to be a little bit more like um, they need to be, there's that, there's that runway space where you're exchanging a time where both of y'all are running. They need to have that, that, that type of synergy. Point, yeah, yeah. Cause right now it's, it's, it's just basically like, okay, Tatum is running. Here you go Jalen. And then Jalen takes off, but there, there's, there's rarely any connectivity between what they do and they have to get better at that. And I and will. Um, because I, I think both of them are just adjusting to the new roles that they have where Jalen, he's like, He's putting up numbers and he's making an impact, but he's still viewed as kind of the number two. And Tatum, you're the number one, but you're not really giving the type of leadership that the number ones typically give. And so how can each of you get better at what you do? And I I think that the the main thing is to play together. You just got to play more together. But the problem with that, and we talked about this earlier, is Jalen. You don't know... If you're going to get him every night, whereas Tatum, you know, barring an injury or, or you know, a cold or something, he's showing up every night to play. Uh, he ain't trying to miss no games. He, he's not that dude. And yeah. Jalen, unfortunately, has got some health has had like kind of different little health hiccups here and there that limit how much he's going to be out there. So uh, they need to play more together. And I know they've had a lot of success on the same team, but in the roles that they have now where they're the number one and number two option. They really haven't had long-term elite success uh, getting deep into the playoffs in those roles. And so, I, and I, again, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this season progresses because what I'm seeing right now, they're trending in the right direction, but, you know, we still got another three-fourths of the season left to be played. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a great start. Nice to hit that first turn doing well, but you mm-hmm. still got another three more to go. Time to grow. Time to grow. And time to go almost. Yeah, because, what have you, you know, been up to at your <laughs> jobs? You know what? I'm glad <laughs> you said jobs. Um, well, for for um, working on a couple of things for Bleach Report. I can't get into now, but I'm work, I'm actually finished up a story on Ebony and about something that we were talking about today, LeBron James, uh, and and <laughs> the incident with Isaiah Stewart, and just how you know for a league and for a player who talk about equity and and, and fair treatment, his punishment. Mm-hmm completely goes against that uh, it was not fair how he was treated he got I mean he, to me it was an example of what NBA privilege looks like and it ain't pretty yeah uh, he, there's no way that he should get half the punishment of the guy who he basically bloodied up and half the punishment of a player of lesser stature Jared Smith who basically did the same thing you did so yeah. again it, it, it undercuts the league's whole You know, we need, we want to make the world a better pace and we need to have more equity when you can't even be equitable with your damn own players. So, you know, got that coming. And obviously, you know, doing my thing at BU, teaching teaching these, the next generation of knucklehead yahoos out there. Um, (laughs) My kids love them to death. Um, But what you got, Kwani?
0: The final segment in the local (laughs) lowdown in Roxbury specifically, because the local lowdown is not ending aired on NBC10 on Tuesday, so if you didn't get to watch it, you can head over to NBC10Boston.com, click on the the Hub Today tab, and check out the feature that I did on a local boutique that you can spend money on Saturday. It's actually small business Saturday, the day after Black Friday, so...
1: Is it? Okay.
0: Giving your local businesses some love, even if it's not in Rockford, elsewhere. No. I'm
1: I'm, I'm actually right... I'm writing that down, so I don't forget Small Business Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because because I'm, I'm in New Orleans right now, and there's there's like a billion and one small businesses uh, that I will absolutely look to frequent. And it yeah. won't always be taverns and bars, because there's yeah. plenty of those. They get they get to the hook up all season long, so I'm, I'm going to take a pass on them <laughs> this, drive through this Saturday. Up. <laughs> yeah. Yo. How do you, you know about that, Kwani?
0: You know I know a little something. something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, and you don't got to drive through. There's something you can just walk up.
0: That's walk up. I at crazy. I I'm like, Yeah, that would never happen in Massachusetts.
1: Yeah, no, never, ever, <laughs> ever,
0: ever. But one final shout out to BetOnline.ag. They've been showing us love. So if you haven't done so already, show them some love on social media at BetOnline.ag. And like I mentioned, use our code CLNS50 for that 50% off welcome bonus. You won't regret it, and you'll get some extra cash for the holidays. It's a win-win.
1: <laughs> exactly, and there's nothing wrong with a little extra cash for the holidays. And just to reiterate Connie's point earlier about Small Business Saturday, uh, definitely support your local businesses. I mean, they, it. And there has been no segment that has been impacted greater by the pandemic than the small businesses who already from the very beginning have a small window to, to runway to work with as far as setbacks economically and things like that. So definitely showed them some love this Saturday. Uh, I know I plan to, and I know Kwani will as well. And that's it. That's a Episode number 51, AKA the Tremont waters version, AKA the Sherrod Blakely version. Cause 51 is my favorite number because that is the number that I wore in high school always so oh. uh episode 51 in the books thanks for checking out a list <laughs> podcast with quantity a lunis i am a Rob Blakely and we are out